podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for watching the Instant Reaction. For full episodes of the Canon Podcast, sign up as a YouTube member on this channel or go to patreon.com forward slash the Canon Pod. Hello and welcome to the Instant Reaction. Chelsea away 2-2 at Stamford Bridge. Uh, no George today, so it's uh, myself and my very good friend, Babs. Ooh, very late friend. I apologise. Um, yeah. That wow. was fun, wasn't it? It was... Uh, I can be shameless now. Uh, obviously you can't. You have to be sensible on this channel. As we are, um, it's hard to compose myself after that because I actually want to be kind of critical in a sense. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, you go, they fought, they got something, bit of passion, bit of desire. Battle, honestly, battle. It was. Do you know what it is? Do you know when Gary Neville starts speaking in the commentary and he starts to like, suck the game out of you, and you go as well. This has been a great performance from Chelsea, and this is the seventy eighth minute, by the way, before we scored, uh-huh. and he's like sucking the energy out of you as a fan, going, oh, "Here yeah. we go again." Like he's yeah. done. And then bank out of nowhere, Declan Rice. I mean, that's that's the difference, I think, why he cost so much is because he didn't give up. You know, where other midfielders might have dif- uh, found it difficult, he kind of fought and, you know, made a bit of luck and smashed. I mean, that goal deserves a lot more yeah. respect. Because yeah. that's not easy. That's a very, very good goal. And to smash Thanks. it into that, that is a quality, quality goal. Trossard's goal again, very good as well. Look, I wasn't impressed by our performance. Even after we scored the two goals, I wasn't impressed by it. I think we were just... It seemed like our off-the-ball structure was completely off or just had lack, lack of intensity. And even the subs from Arteta, I know Strasov scored, but taking off Jesus for Nketiah, I don't know if it worked out because I don't think Nketiah's impact was as good. Maybe this was a game for Havertz to maybe play up front because as you saw towards the end of the game, when you played that area, he was causing a bit more issues. But yeah, a uh, lot to digest, but a point is a point. We're in, invincible. It's happening, lads. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, it's it, it feels weird to to like, yeah take the sort of positives from that game considering the sort of first hour or hour maybe hour and ten um yeah, yeah uh look i've seen people say like one of our worst performances under Arteta. I, I, I wouldn't put go that far probably i just i think realistically from a from a a brief tactical perspective look you have three ways of going of getting through teams you have you can go around them you can go through them you can go over them chelsea wanted us to go through and around them today that's what they prepared mm-hmm. for. And that's what Pochettino had done really well. Um, he'd set them up to to really block that middle. I think we, I think part of the reason we selected Jorginho and Rice playing where he was was because of that midfield battle. I think we spoke about it on the podcast uh, on Thursday, right? Like about, about who we thought we'd play against. And I think we predicted it exactly right. Enzo, uh, Gallagher and Fernandez, right? Uh, sorry, and, mm-hmm. um, and Cosedo. And I think when you set up for that battle, when you set up for that fight... And then they play in a different way. I was I was upset that we didn't adapt quick enough. I'd like to have seen Habits come on sooner. To you know, the, the equalizer comes from going long, playing in a slightly different way. And when things, you know, when our, our issue the whole season has been central access, right? And I felt as though that was a problem again today. Again, Arteta didn't respond as quickly as I'd like him to to that issue to change something. But I also think. Our eight in particular today. Rice brought it back by the end, but I do want to talk about Erdegaard. Um, we've spoken Ooh. about him and his, and, his, and his changing role, but he was not good today. He was not good. And like he, his role has has been different, but I would say his role today was more similar to the one we saw last season. Um, and he lost a lot of jewels. He was giving the ball away. He looked a bit lethargic. And I think when you can't, when you're struggling to get the ball down the down the sides, when you're struggling to go through them, when you're struggling to go over them, what you can't, or you're not going over them until the very end, what you can't have is your eights playing with a beach ball. 
You just can't yeah. have it because if you don't, if you don't have that access centrally, if you can't get the ball in, even when you get the opportunities, because we mostly play it around the back. When we got to the sides, when we did play it through, Erdegaard giving it away straight away, Rice giving it away straight away. So those small opportunities that we did have when Chelsea, well, you know, we should also give Chelsea some some credit. They defended really, really well. But the small opportunities that we did have in that first half, I thought were just completely squandered. Erdegaard yeah. was missing, to be honest. And I, yeah, yeah I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like calling out players, as you guys know. But yeah. It's, it yeah, but you need to. We need to be able to criticize a player when he plays poor. It can't just yeah. be roses 100%. every time. And even though we got a point out of that game, we can't come out of that and go everything was perfect. It's fine. Keep it the same next game. There needs to be changes. I'm not saying drop Erdegaard, but I'm saying find ways to get get him involved in the game. And if it's not working out, take him off earlier. And it yeah. always seems like it takes another goal for Mikel to take a player off, and he just yeah. everything changes. Then everything that people want to to happen happens. Yeah. So I mean, uh, we need to be. Yeah, more. Yeah, well, I want to come to this comment because you know we are obviously pretty complimentary of Arteta. I mean, I think it's fair considering the state of the team broadly at the minute. Um, but anytime we're talking about structure, we are talking about Arteta. You know, we may not name yeah. check him, but you know, if I'm saying I felt as though we didn't change things quick enough, I'm talking about Arteta, and I, I felt as though that was a that was an issue really today. I think I think you know clearly things weren't quite working. But you know the, the problem is is all of our sort of functioning dynamics, like the Saka and Raw White thing, wasn't quite working. Uh, no. I, th I thought Saliba and Gabriel were okay, but they weren't at their best. So you know whatever. And then when you have all your sort of the most reliable things, which is that you know that Saka White now it's really Saka and White sort of uh, developing on the right hand side when you have Martinelli struggling or you have, you know, Jesus not quite at the races, when all of your constituent elements aren't quite there, obviously mm. your team are going to look a little bit weaker. Um, I, I don't know whether this is, this, I don't want to, I don't want to start. What's that clip of uh, Robbie where he's like, it's been raining. It's raining for both teams. Yeah. I did feel the conditions didn't help? No. No, it didn't help. But I think what it was, was we, we were making a bit of, it was a mix of, us making very poor errors and being a bit lax, lacking energy, that's what I would say. Mm. And Chelsea getting, I, I want to say this, they were, even though they were good off the ball, very lucky. Because yeah. those two goals for me are very lucky. Like, they're two moments of magic or they're two goals. Yeah. They get, the cross is a cross. I mean, Riley could definitely do better. It's a, cross. it's a cross. It's a cross. It's a cross. And it's very lucky from his side because, mm. I mean, nine times out of ten, it's a, it's, a really bad, it's a really bad cross. Mm. And then the goal itself, I, I'd say it's a handball, but it's a very unlucky handball. In the sense of it, it's like yeah. I honestly, in the rules wise, if it was against Arsenal, I'd still call for it. Yeah. But it's an unlucky one. It's a one where it's not meant. It's by accident. And if they give it, cool, I understand it. They're looking to give it. But there was two lucky goals from Chelsea, and apart from that, they made no chances. Yeah. But no, I, I, my concern from Arsenal was sorry, to cut you off there, but yeah. just a lack of energy. You know, until we're two 0 down, there was a little moment we had a little bit of energy, and apart from that. Even after we scored the goals, I didn't see that same energy off the ball intensity, trying to get yourself on the ball. I think we were giving them too much respect. And even the Chelsea, look, they're in form and they've picked up form and whatever. You have to impose yourself. Because if you, really, you want to be a champion, you have to be able to go, look, we're still the better team. Because you have to almost show your superior and actually put yourself on the ball. And Rice was the only player trying that. Odegaard at first and second half, again, yeah, we're losing all his jewels and almost like an out of place in a battle between Enzo, Casado and Rice, like not in the yeah. level. And I think, you know, was it was it Arteta move Havertz to the right just yeah. after we scored again? Yeah. So maybe that's a sign that, you know, he's looking at Odegaard's role and, you know, maybe something that can happen. But I think Havertz was right off the bench as well. Trossard obviously taking his chance. It was a close game. Chelsea were very lucky. That's it, I'll be honest. And look, yeah. I'm not saying we weren't lucky either. We we were poor, but even at our worst level, we were still able to take a point, which is, I guess, a positive. Yeah, yeah. I, I, two things I want to come back on. Firstly, like the 
I think it, it can't be stressed enough that Chelsea scored the two goals from a handball and a cross. Like, you know, like they didn't absolutely play us off the park. You know, I think this was a statement win. And I'm saying that in inverted commas because it's not a win, obviously. Um, it's a statement win for them in the way it was yeah. presented. And I I, I I, don't want to work Gary Neville again, but it does come up in yes, the sense that the way he's difficult. looking, he's looking for a narrative and you can hear him. You know, even there was one point he was saying, oh, Chelsea have done really well here to split the centre-backs. Have you watched a game of football in the last five years, Gary? Everyone splits their centre-backs. It's not, you know, anyway. And the second thing was the... Um, was the handball yet? Yeah, like, I think it. Two things can be true. It, it's really harsh, but also at the same time, it is the rules, and the rules aren't fair. Like, I don't think the rules exactly. are right. It's not the ref. It's not mm. Saliba. It's not Chelsea. The rules aren't fair. I don't think on that one. So, yeah, I, yeah that I, I don't feel too too uh, particularly aggrieved anyone on the pitch personally at, at that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and yeah, I, I I think another thing you said, which is a good point, is about respect, and I, I think we did pay, pay them a bit too much respect. I think Arteta was... Do you know what this reminded me of slightly? A little bit like early games against Pep, where he almost paid him a bit too much respect. And I think he, this is his mm-hmm. first time against Pochettino. I think he... Maybe Arteta's going, you know, this guy's so good. He's going to be able to set us up. And 100%, he, you know, yeah, Pochettino set them up really well. But I think it was a little bit of an early game against Pep. And, we, and the word you use was impose. And I agree. We didn't impose ourselves. And I think we mm-hmm. worried too much about that midfield. We worried too much about Erdogan winning his duels, yeah. Rice winning his duels, and Jorginho controlling it, rather than saying, actually, do you know what? Let's try and play through them. Let's try and do this. So, yeah, I think we pay them a little bit too much respect. Let's come on to that some yeah, go on. individual performances. Uh, and then we'll do some questions at the end. Uh, Raya. Look, it, it was a matter of, let's talk about the mistake for the goal itself how much of a mistake do we think that is is it that you know I think Neville was saying that it was off his line I, the reason why I can't think is because he should save it potentially but again it's a cross like it's like it's a, cross. It's a mix it's just like you know Ramsdale because he did a goal against Fulham and yeah. he should save that but it's also like it's a mishit shot Yeah. so it's a mix of both I think the real concern was the mistake that that pass because it was like yeah, kind that of was, obvious exactly. that was really really like almost like a natural instinctive error but one thing I like about that after that this is where maybe and it sounds controversial but I don't think Mikel Wardrop even after this no, is that know. his performance didn't drop off like he kind of picked up again mm. and that little sharp save he made that's why I think Mikel goes look even in tough moments he's going even though he's creating tough moments which is to be, yeah. be clear there he's still finding a way to do something yeah. and look I don't know would you be surprised if Ramsdor started our next league game? Well I thought in the moment <sighs> If that was cross out the word Jacker and put the word Ramsdale, uh, oh, that might course. that might be our new. If that was Ramsdale, but look, I think you know the bravery. You 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 you're bang on. I think with what you say in terms of he grew after that, and that's the thing. And I'm not saying Ramsdale wouldn't. I'm saying that Raya, yes. you know, Ramsdale would probably you know make a mistake and, and compose change, himself yeah. again. But Raya actually got better. I thought exactly. so, and also with all the things that you know, the, the small percentage that Raya gives you in terms of cross claims, in terms of long distribution, then you can look, look at the numbers, they are better. So, I don't think he'll be dropped. Look, I think if that continues happening, I th- it's like if that was Ramsdale, he'd be dropped. Yeah, he would, but that's because it's Ramsdale. This is Raya, and he is a different player. And I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I actually thought he was fine in the first half. I thought his long distribution was pretty nice. Um, there were some nice claims. Yeah, that the only moment that concerned me was that moment where he made the wrong pass selection. But it's one moment. Of course. You know what I mean? So I don't, yeah. I don't want to go too hard on it. It wasn't and, his best day, but you know. 
I think we have to understand that keepers make a lot of errors. I think yeah. Alisson's performance, especially in Arteta's teams or these teams, in, you know, Pep teams, like like look how great a goalkeeper Alisson is. But that COVID year, he was making. I mean, there was a game against Man City where he kept on giving the ball yep. to them. Mm-hmm. But you know, and of course, Raya has to prove himself at that same level, and he needs to earn that credit in the bank. But I don't see him getting dropped, and I yep. know that sounds crazy to some fans because they'll be like, no, no, he's not the better goalkeeper. But mm-hmm. I think with Ramsdale, he changes too much if a mistake happens, whereas Raya didn't change, and that's what Mikel's looking for in a sense. And then yep. there might not be the actual goalkeeper quality, and maybe Mikel looks in the summer and goes again. Okay, maybe I need a proper Allison type of goalkeeper. Yep. But for now, I think he'll stay. I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, ben White, new trim. Yeah, I, I think he was fine. Honestly, I think he was fine. I think maybe. What, what could he have improved on? I'm trying to think. I thought, honestly, and I don't, I don't want to go back to. It. I thought he was slipping in the first half. I, yeah, I, I thought was, he wasn't very short-footed, and I think he wasn't was really beaten. Like Mudrick scored that cross, but it was like he wasn't really beaten. Uh, Zinchenko was getting caused issues, but I don't think White was. I think in terms of our back four, he was the most solid because mm. he didn't get caused no issues. And I think on the ball, even going forward, he could get a, a decent chance in the first for Jesus, who maybe could have done better. Or was a good defending. So yeah, I think he was fine. I don't think he was bad, and I think he was probably our best defender. I think you're probably right. Uh, I thought Zinchenko was, yeah, he didn't have a great day. I, th- I think Tommy the, the, was very good. Yeah, th- these are the types of days that I wouldn't have started as Zinchenko anyway. Um, yeah, personally, I would have started with a Tommy Asu just because it's a tough away game. The conditions, the yeah, Sterling. Chelsea, you know, Chelsea are going to be up for it against Sterling. I would have just started with Tommy Asu and then brought Zinchenko on at 60, 55 yeah. minutes. You know, like if, yeah. if that's how you want to play the game, you know, he can still play most of the game. Not well, a lot, a lot of the game certainly. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah wasn't his best game uh, and I didn't think he added much in the attacking sense although I will say he's one of our only players who tries to connect inside to break the lines yeah he, he, he's one of the only players who does and so you know to some degree uh, maybe you, you, you want that uh, Gabriel there's some really annoying moments yep. really like he, he, this thing where he goes down and expects a free kick right towards the end at 2-2 he's gone down hoping for a free kick and Jackson's been played in and we've got away with it eventually but little things like that annoyed me but look mm. Again, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too good. It was an average performance, like a four, five out of ten. Yeah. And that's most of our team, to be honest. Like no one was really, really impressive, but mm. they had moments, and you know, kept us in the game. And there were some good defensive moments as well, where they got into the box and you kind of made a good challenge. So I, I think, look, it's all right. Nothing special, but yep. again, yeah, yeah. Uh, Saliba, similar, similar. I think that the handball, I'd say, is unlucky. Uh, I won't think it's a mistake. And apart from that, I don't think he made any massive errors. To be fair. I think he was reliable enough and probably better than Gabriel for sure. Yeah, yeah, probably agree. Jorginho, um, I think sometimes we need to make the distinction between a player having a bad game and a player not being suitable for a game. And I think mm-hmm. Jorginho wasn't suitable for this game. I don't I think, think Jorginho... I don't think Jorginho did anything wrong, but he wasn't suitable yeah. for the game, if that makes sense. I, I think, I think like, yeah, he just looked a little bit I think for this game specifically, we needed a presence at the base of the midfield. Yeah. I think in other games, you can get away with it in other senses and have someone who's more of a dictator. But in this game, I, I think we 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 needed a presence and I didn't feel we had that. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I think it was bad. I just thought it wasn't the right game for him. Yeah, I, I, I don't think the presence was my concern. And my concern was he's just not part in terms of that more progression. Like, I think his duel yep. winning was decent. He was quite a few times where he kind of cut for counter-attack or won mm. his duel. But it's that he's he can progress the ball. Yeah. It's about doing it more consistently and kind of asking questions of, of Chelsea, which we weren't doing. And one of the most annoying things we do is we kind of have a player in between the lines, play a pass to him and bounce it back straight away. Like, there's mm-hmm. no, I want to turn him. And it was only at one one point towards the end of the game where Rice did it. And I was like, and you can see what happens in the Chelsea goal. Oh, hang on a minute. Mm-hmm. They can break our lines. We need to just ask more questions. Yeah, I think so. And, so, you know, sometimes you're bouncing the ball to try and provoke something. But I agree, if you do that 
50 times a game and nothing happens. It's like it's you've got to try and to got to try and turn it. Do you know what I mean? Um, just briefly on on the sort of base of the midfield. Why no Partey? It's just it just didn't. I don't know. Maybe Arteta was really impressed by Georgina's performance against City. Yeah, maybe. There's always something. Yeah. So like, there's some things that I I don't know what Arteta does. See. Maybe he yeah. sees something I can't see. Obviously, he probably does because he's a manager. I'm not. <laughs> but like bringing on Enketia for for Jesus, I didn't yeah. see the reason. I mean, I thought yeah. Havertz might have been more suited to that. But um, yeah, I feel look, maybe he'll start him now. And it always seems to be something goes against, and then Arteta makes a massive change, and mm. there will be a massive change now for our next game, which is is it Brentford? So yeah, We've severe, got severe, away, first severe that. away, and then I'm not quite sure if party starts that. Yes, uh, Sheffield next weekend. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think he might start Sevilla first. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Erdogan we've spoken about. Not his best game. Um, no. I no. think. Yeah. Broadly, you know, you can't if you can't impose yourself if you're not controlling the ball. There's nothing you can't do anything. Like it's if you don't get it, it's as simple as if you don't get the basics right. If you can't control the ball, you can't impose anything. So I just I just thought he had a really off game. Um, Rice in the eight again. I would say I don't think he was suitable in there. Because we needed someone to connect, and I thought we needed a Trossard, much more of a technical. Yeah. Like if he if he had someone who was much better at receiving between the lines, I thought that might have been more suitable. I think yeah. Rice would have been better as the kind of presence at the base of the midfield and trying to progress a little bit more. Although I would have preferred that to be Partey. Um, of course, he didn't have the space to carry, so he was not ineffectual. But again, it just didn't suit him that role. I don't think. Um, no. But when he moved deeper um, and the second half, I thought he he grew and obviously got the goal, um, which was really well taken. Yeah. Um, uh, Saka. It's a weird thing because he was really poor in the first half, and I don't think he's poor because of his performance. It actually looks like he's unfit. Yeah, that's that's what I was gonna say. So be, before you go into the play, I'm thinking he didn't look fit because he normally Saka demands the ball, give me the ball, yeah, and yeah. happen. And Arsenal weren't doing that, and maybe that affected the right hand side. And look, Odegaard's on a poor game, and then Saka's not fit either. It doesn't quite help out. And it was real apart from Ben White, that right side wasn't really clicking at all. But then yeah. he gets the assist for the equaliser. That's yeah. what he does. And we need to have more players that like we talk about. You know, those players that can bail you out. And and that's it, you know. It was a lovely cross to cross side, lovely little moment there, and also a, a sign of how the bench can affect the game. The fact that we yeah. can bring on Trossard, Havertz, and Co. and Tomiyasu and help change the game. Yeah, yeah. I thought Tomiyasu, um, Tomiyasu, and Trossard were, were both brilliant. Um, Martinelli, I thought, had a decent game. Yeah, I think so. Uh, was I think right? he was trying enough. I just yeah. think at times there's a pass that you can poke through, and we just wait. And it's not just him; it's most of our team. We just wait and mm. wait. But when it was 2-0, they thought, let's start, let's start doing it. And you start yeah. causing more issues, asking more yeah. questions. And we don't do that. And it seems like we're too, not just Chelsea, but most teams this season, we're given too much respect. Mm. Trying to control is one thing, but then not making any risks at all yeah. is another. And I think that's how our game this season is. That's why fans aren't as impressed, because we're not taking no risks. Last year, it was mm. a lot more, I know we had more space, but it was a lot more exciting. Let's make something happen. Let's be you know dangerous, ask questions. Whereas this year, is always, always, let's keep the ball first. Let's keep the ball first and then start helping us out. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I think like to some degree, like um, James McNicholas, Gunner Blog, asked Mikel basically if that was a conscious choice. And he said, well, I want to be the best defensive team in the league and I want to be the best attacking team in the league. Yeah. So it's not a choice. And I was like, yeah, but if you are like, evidently there is more, we are Clearly. a better defensive team. So there is going to be a trade-off. You, like if there are going to be that. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I, I think that has to be part of it. Um, finally, Jesus. 
I think he was trying. That's why I respect mm-hmm. it. And that's why yep. I think taking him off was a bit of a surprise to me because he was one of our actual attackers that was trying to do something, make something happen. Um, and, you know, just offered some quality moments. But again, that box presence isn't there. And maybe mm-hmm. that's what Mikel thought Eddie might offer that more, which I don't really yep. see because Eddie doesn't really offer that to me either. And um, maybe it was a game for Jesus to play on the right-hand side where he can actually, what he was doing would have made more sense. Mm-hmm. And he would ask more questions to Cucurella where Saka was a, a bit unfit and maybe Havertz down the middle. Yeah. Yep. Right, let's get some comments. Uh, get your comments in. We've got nearly 450 of you in here, which is uh, very nice after a, a game Jeez. like that. So, uh, <laughs> not bad. Um, so, yeah, if there's any uh, any anything you want us to discuss, get your comments in, and we'll we'll come to as many as we can. Um, question from Real Recognize Real: Next summer, Arsenal need a midfield overhaul. Partey, Jorginho, El Nani needs replacements. Still need a left eight. Well, Partey got a replacement, which is Rice, the long-term number six. And I think his performance as a six today, after we went one or two nil down, was very impressive. I could see him growing into the game. And he just, I need to see that more often from the start. Mm. So I don't know if it's something that clicks for him or he just takes more risks because he's like nothing to lose now. But mm. I need that more often. Because we are way too safe when he plays there sometimes from the start. And that's why I'll tell you, of course, play Jorginho there today or Partey when he's probably fit and available properly. Um, midfield overhaul is, is a big phrase. So, you know, potentially. But we've got a lot of midfielders. So I'm trying to find the right balance. And then kind of, you know, in the right games, making the right type of profiles. And I think today's mm. midfield isn't, wasn't quite on it. And you have to make a sub earlier. You've got quality of players on the bench, Mikel. You need to be using them to be proactive. Mm. And maybe if you made the subs earlier, you know, who knows? We could have actually maybe got three points. Yep. We had a question about that from Malachi who said... Uh, he wasn't in the squad. Fabio to start. Was he not? No, he wasn't in the squad. And I think he... someone said... someone oh, he said isn't, yeah. Is he injured? Yeah, he wasn't... Now, he's not injured. That's what uh, it was reported by Kai Kainak. But I think someone did say that his wife and, and Ramza's wife were similar in terms of when they were expected to give birth. Uh, okay. Okay. So okay. I, I don't know. I'm guessing so. Okay. But we've got, look, we've got so many players now that someone's going to miss out. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Anime King, we do. Every single game. Uh, how's not, not a pen for Jesus? What the fuck? I mean, what the flip? Nah, I think he got, he got bailed out for the fact that he had other players around him, the Chelsea players. And he got knocked into my player who knocked into that player. Yeah. If it was just Jesus, yeah, it's a penalty. Yeah, I I broadly thought the ref was fine. Like, uh, I don't, I think sometimes you just want to find a reason that the game didn't go everywhere. You go, oh, yeah. the ref, and you just throw it in. And that's, I thought actually he managed it quite well, to be honest. Yeah, my, um, my concern is just our on the ball energy. It seems off. And it's like, yeah. is it Potter? Because if Potter comes back to the team and we see it again, maybe you can understand that. Yeah, yeah. We've had a question from Arsenal Adventure who says, should Smith Rowe get more of a chance as he carries the ball and Erdogan has not been very effective in attacking the season as a well? whole? I think like in terms of a change of approach, I'm up for it to, to see yeah. Smith Rowe start because, you know, and especially with those, George talks about it, those overlaps with Saka. Maybe you can reestablish that connection. Now Erdogan's got a slightly different role in the team with the sort of tri- triumvirate of it would now then be White, Saka and Smith Rowe. Maybe there could be a, more of a trio that side. I think if you if you're you need central access, however you're gonna do it, I don't mind. I don't mind if it's parte, I don't mind if it's I don't mind if it's carries accessing the center, I don't mind if we're knocking long balls, I don't care as long as we win, but we can't have none of it. And I think you know, yeah. if it, whether it's you know rice carrying or Smith Rowe carrying, there needs to be a consistent ability to get the ball into zone fourteen. And we don't have that at the minute. And I, I tweeted that at um, half time. So someone said, "Well, well, if they, if it was easy, they they you know central access would be coming. You know, it's not you know it, it's not as easy as just asking for central access. I'm not saying it is. I'm to be clear, I'm not saying that's the hardest position to get to in football, but it's one of the 
it's the most that you can't do anything at the top level of football or try and go on and win titles if you can't access that area. And when you take out and do what we've done in terms of removing Partey from the situation, I can't believe he's not getting a look in because when you look at the the, the state of the team, sounds sounds dramatic, but you know what I mean, like the the what how the team currently looks. If you're removing our most reliable central progressor, that's fine, but you then need to replace it in some way, whether you're going long or you're going down the sides or you're putting someone else in there or or carrying or whatever you're doing. I don't mind. It's just we haven't replaced it. So I think Smith-Rowe is 100% a, an option in that. Mm, I agree. Babs has better hair than Alex. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Uh, are we doing a City 22-23 this season because if we do then I'm not complaining and that is from Peter Capaldi I hope so I hope so I hope so and I say that because this was what Pep was doing last year kind of experimenting trying plays and roles they weren't comfortable whatever whatever and then it clicks and I think there will be a time where it clicks for Arsenal at least I hope so and we've got too much quality not to do so and that's why even today where we were nowhere near our best you know came out of the game with, with a point because we have the quality to change games now. Uh, we could, of, of course, add more quality on top of that. But I'm hoping that Mikel... Look, you see Odegaard's performance today. Maybe he sees that as a goal. Let me now change him and try him. If I'm going to keep him in the team, let me see him mm. on the left-hand side. Mm. Oh, I hope so. Something like that. There needs to be some sort of ad- adaptation. It can't just be the same thing week in, week out. Because it's clearly not working as we want it to work. Yep, yep. Um, do you want to read out some comments from Rice on Sky? Uh, actually, let me share my screen so you guys can see it. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, VP on one is the inverted left back becoming redundant because we often have two anchoring. Yeah, it's 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 certainly a dynamic that we haven't actually worked out, isn't it? Like in terms yeah. of the ability to go, okay, we've got if when we're having a, certainly out of possession or it's interesting because we, we we play through different ways. We sometimes almost have Raya as the middle centre back with the split and we almost have the three two that way to leave people further up. Sometimes we have the two. Uh, with the more traditional three-two that we had last season with uh, White, uh, Gabriel Saliba, and then then it's often become Jorginho and uh, Rice with Zinchenko sort of floating. It's it's something that feels a little bit like there's an area of growth there. I don't know what it is, but yeah, um, but yeah, m- maybe maybe. I, I mean, also I, I wonder whether the Jurian Timber signing was part of this. Um, was maybe mm-hmm. the, the signing of Rice was kind of dependent on saying okay so then that's going to change how we look at the base of our midfield can we play with a more inverted f- fullback on the right hand side then and maybe you know the Kivior signing is, is linked like, you know all these things are obviously going to be linked mm-hmm. um you should read out some comments from Declan Rice let me just share my screen give me two seconds uh Declan Rice all the subs that came on today were outstanding it's a massive team effort it's about the team always and I think we showed great heart and character rice first half was obviously worst we've played whole season in terms of sloppiness not doing things in our structure how we worked to show that heart and character when you're two nil down 15 to go sometimes it's about that inner belief the mindset that you can do it and you know we don't on this channel and on my analysis more broadly i don't like focusing too much on character because i think it's a pretty it's a bit of a dud in terms of just basing your entire analysis on that but I do think we did show some some resilience today, and I think Rice was a massive part of that. And I love that Rice fronts up whenever we have a poor performance, whenever we don't play well mm. against Lons, against Chelsea today. Rice is always the one coming out and saying he did it for West Ham as well. Do you remember, do you remember when we beat them three 0 at the yeah. at the Emirates? He came out, he did that interview. Yeah, yeah. And I appreciate he's captain. He's not captain here, and he doesn't have to do it. So credit to him. Yeah, it makes sense in terms of performances as well because he seems to when we're losing, like grow as a player. 
Go down, yep. give me the ball. I want to make something happen. And that just shows why Mikel has signed him. Yep. Question from the R maker. Thank you so much for your contribution, mate. Really appreciate that. Is it me or is Jesus a striker becoming less effective with the current way we are playing? Hmm. We aren't creating as many chances, so he will look less effective. Yep. But I also think as fans, we're getting used to what he does. So last season, with Lacazette, the year before Lacazette, when he's kind of a bit more stiff, when you see a, a player playing one-twos on, on the halfway line and beating players, you're like, wow. Now we've seen it for a season, it's like, okay, well, I want more now. I want a goal now. And definitely in terms of box presence, he doesn't have that same thing. So every time we were knocking the ball into the box at 2-0 down, I think there was a couple of crosses of Martinelli and that cross from White in the, uh, no, it was a Rice in the first half. He's not able mm. to make those runs to why he's mm. not scoring those goals. Mm. Um, and that's why I think Mikel will look at Esraka in January or yeah, in the summer, if not. I think so. I think so. I just want to show this as well because if you look at this, this is, this is non-penalty. Can you see that? Yeah. Yeah, so non-penalty goals and assists per 90 from the Premier League up to the end of last season uh, for players who had over 10,000 minutes in the Premier League. He's sixth, Gabby Jesus. Yeah. He's he sixth. finds a way. Like, he find, yeah. The, however, like, I don't think it's a case. I don't think this is an individual problem. Like, look at the numbers he's above. This is no. a Kevin, Kevin De Bruyne, Harry Kane, Son Heung-min, Rooney, Bergkamp, Van Nistel. Like, these are, these are Premier League legends who he's above. He finds a way, as you mentioned, but I think it's. I think I think this is much more of a symptomatic issue. And I think Jesus, when we also we've also got to consider as well. This is what was this the first time that Saka, Martinelli, and Jesus have started together? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And, and, and when Saka's was it not really sure. fit, and you know, no. so you know, and it's, it was difficult, difficult game. So I, I think to some degree, I can. It's maybe more predictable than it used to be i think when it first came in there was that sort of immediate uptick in, in our performances that, that jesus gave us but i i think this is much more of a, a systemic issue and to come back to that person's um comment from earlier that's an arteta problem that's an arteta issue yeah. to fix um 100 mm-hmm. uh i'm sorry alex that's all right mate this season has shades of a previous arteta season horseshoe striker becoming more ineffective lack of central access it's not a bad shout in the sense that it's we've been here before, but we've been here before, and he's fixed it. So you know yeah. you could look you could look at it both ways. You could say well, you know th- th- this is and someone actually made a made a good point here here earlier. Uh, Chandra Seption, apologies if I've pronounced your name wrong. Uh, Central access will never get any easier since that's the only op- opposite way opposition's tactic against us. A hundred percent. Man City. If you go and watch Man City, they every most teams I'd say eighty percent of teams just block the middle. And don't give them any yeah. space, and that's actually what exactly. we—that's what we did against them. We stopped them getting access into Foden. If you go back and watch that game, I did a rewatch for um, for my channel, and the like the, the the main the main way we stopped them was stopping that entry ball into Phil Foden into Kovacic because once they turn and they can go, mm-hmm. you're done. You are done. Or if they can connect out wide exactly. and get someone isolated, you're done. So so we really managed to stop stop that happening. So yes, that happens, but the, the it doesn't matter because. They're the best, one of the best in the league at set pieces. They're one of the best in the league at free kicks, corners. They're one of the best in the league at getting out wide and crossing the ball in. They're one of the best. They have Kevin De Bruyne. They have they have they get penalties. They they find a way. They have different mm. ways of doing it. And then when teams and they're still also probing the middle, even if you're blocking it. So it's not about saying, well, let's just give up and not even go through the center. No, no, no. It's just about finding our most effective route through there and having all of those avenues open, having a carrier, having a progressor, having a passer. And I think at the minute, our only option really is going down the sides and we can't connect in. And that's the issue, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there is a player who hopefully when he's fit and available and starting, 
Well, he's available, but in his start, in his Thomas Bryan, can change the game. 100%. He would be a game changer. Uh, final one. Final one. There we are. I was going to say Could that. we? Didn't Could they say we? before the game, never was like, no, never was another commentator. It was like, uh, Arsenal were, this. we have the same amount of points as Invincibles at this stage of the season. And uh, our ninth game was Chelsea. So, I don't know. Listen, is it... it's not outside the realms of possibility, folks. <laughs> <laughs> believe, my friend, believe. Really? More, more than you believe. Uh, listen, been a pleasure. As we'll always. leave it there. Uh, check out the podcast. Uh, you can sign up for a free channel on Patreon for seven days uh, and have a listen to the full podcast and episode and see if you fancy it and cancel after if you don't want to. Uh, you can check out on YouTube memberships. You can watch the first bit on um, on our YouTube and instant reactions after every game, including Severe on Tuesday. Thank you all for watching. Really appreciate it. And peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs> 